Hi, everyone. Good evening. So, um, the practice that we're going to do tonight, um, or the practice portion of the evening, I'd like to divide into two different parts. First, um, we're just going to do some basic mindfulness practice, following the breath, listening to sounds and noticing the thoughts that we have. We'll do that for, um, I don't know, 10 or so minutes to settle into the evening. Um, and then we're going to um, turn to uh, a short loving kindness practice. But um, before we do the loving kindness practice, I'm going to just say a few words about how I'd like um, to approach that loving kindness portion of the evening. Um, so, um, all right, let's get started. So a little bit of mindfulness, a short pause uh, after that, where I'll say a few words, um, and then uh, a little bit of loving kindness practice, and then some time um, afterwards for us to talk about stuff. <clears throat> okay, so please get into a comfortable position. And let's take a few deep relaxation breaths to settle into the sitting, inhaling deeply through the nose, feeling the whole upper body fill up with air, and exhaling slowly through your slightly open mouth, really drawing the exhalation out. Inhaling deeply through the nose and exhaling slowly through your slightly open mouth. And please just take a few more deep breaths in this way, in through the nose and out through your slightly open mouth. And you might even try saying, as you exhale, silently to yourself, a simple word, relax. It's an invitation to your body, your mind, to just settle. Now, after your next exhalation is complete, let your mouth come to a close and begin to breathe just in and out through your nose. And bring your awareness to the inside of your nostrils. Just feel the sensations there produced by the breath. We're no longer intentionally elongating the breath. Just let the breath come and go at its own rhythm. Let the breath breathe itself. relinquishing control over the breath. Remember to really attend to the sensations of the breath in the nose. 
not thinking about the breath, as much as possible, really trying to feel the breath at the level of sensation. <clears throat> Notice a subtle difference in how the breath feels when it enters the body versus when it exits the body. How the breath is a bit cooler when you breathe in than it is when you breathe out after the breath has been warmed through its passage through the lungs. Attend to the sensations of the breath throughout the course of each entire inhalation and exhalation. In particular, attend to the sensations at the end of each exhalation. Really feel the sensations of each outbreath until the outbreath is over and there's that slight pause before the next in-breath begins. And whenever thoughts pull you away from the breath, just once you notice that, acknowledge that you've been thinking, take note of what kind of thought has pulled you away. And then gently, but firmly, bring your awareness back to the breath. If a particularly charged thought or emotion arises, one that feels very sticky, not so easy to let go and return to the breath, then try noting that thought more precisely. Say to yourself, having a thought, and then repeat that thought verbatim to yourself. Or paraphrase a thought if repeating it verbatim it feels difficult to do. Like having a thought, I'm anxious about tomorrow's meeting. Or having a thought, I can't do this. Or having a thought, I'm confused. Whatever it may be, 
label it that way, and then return to the breath. Really feel the sensations of each inhalation and exhalation. And notice those moments of transition between the end of one in-breath, the beginning of the next out-breath, the end of one out-breath, and the beginning of the next in-breath. Okay, that's good for this first 10 minutes of sitting together. So I encourage you to continue sitting mindfully, attending to the breath. Um, I'm just going to speak for a few minutes before we begin the loving kindness practice. Um, and it will be clear why I'm pausing to say a few words. Um, so last week, um, 
I spoke about um, the way to practice with uh, difficult kinds of feelings or beliefs that we may have about ourselves. Um, uh, I talked uh, a little bit about certain sort of negative core beliefs I have about myself, uh, like um, I'm not good enough, uh, the belief that I'm not good enough, the belief that I don't really belong, um, I don't really fit in. And um, <clears throat> and I think that um, one of the real challenges of long-term practice um, is that for each of us, whatever deep core beliefs, patterns of beliefs that we have, um, that practice can give us glimpses of these moments when the grip they have upon us loosens and we can experience what it is to notice a certain deeply held belief and see that it's not necessarily a truth about ourselves. Um, and it can be a wonderful experience, um, liberating, right? Like we can breathe. Um, but for these deeply held core beliefs, they will, at certain intervals, continue to reassert themselves. They will be like a thread, right, that runs through our life. We may realize that they don't have to be there all the time, that they may not have the permanence, the, the truth that we used to think they had. They, weren't they aren't necessarily the absolute permanent truth about who we are. But nevertheless, these kind of patterns um, will reemerge, you know. And one of the challenges of, of practice is that is dealing with, like learning how to relate to kind of the reassertion, the reemergence, right? Um, the, the reclenching of these patterns upon our sense of ourselves and the world. We can often think about, um, you know, when we notice a thought or an emotion and we return to the breath, um, I think we can think about these as like little moments. Oh yeah, there's a thought and that can let go and return to the breath. But there are these larger constellations of beliefs, these, you know, ways of thinking about ourselves that um, also will just rise up over and over again. Um, and I think that um, one of the very deep kind of hopes, ideas, or fantasies that we can have about practice that I'm seeking about myself, but I would be surprised if a number of you didn't also have this kind of belief, is that somehow if we practiced seriously enough, um, you know, assiduously enough, that those patterns of core, the negative core beliefs I'm talking about, whatever they may be for you, will just go away permanently, right? We would somehow be free of them forever. Um, and, um, and so that our practice can be colored by this ongoing hopefulness that this thing, this, this, this feeling, this difficult feeling or set of beliefs that I have um, that continues to arise from time to time will somehow just be gotten rid of. That could be cured of them, right? Um, and so there is this ongoing kind of, um, Pema Chodron likes to call it a subtle self-aggression, you know, um, but a kind of um, aversion to part of ourselves that continues to pop its head up. Um, what is that negative 
what for you is um, the equivalent of that belief I was talking about in myself last week that I'm not good enough or I don't belong? What is the thing that, that or that, that maybe it's not a thought, but this set of thoughts or this inner feeling or this mood, right? What is it for you that comes up time and again as we live, as we practice, where you may have tasted what it feels like to be freed of its grip, but then you felt it reassert its grip upon you? Um, I think one of the things that we are trying to get as we practice, as we label our thoughts, note our thoughts, is an ever clearer sense of what kinds of beliefs are constraining us. What are the what is what are the particular thoughts and beliefs that um, that function in this way for you? It's not a question I'm expecting an answer to, but one that I'm just inviting you to contemplate for a moment. The 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 set of beliefs, this the set of feelings that maybe secretly you hope practice will ultimately cure you of. What I would like us to do in this next brief meditation session, during which we'll practice loving kindness, is that we direct loving kindness specifically to this part of ourselves, the part that we might actually most deeply want to be cured of and to be rid of. The part of you that is overcome by fear or anger or whatever it may be, a sense of loneliness, isolation, uh, insecurity, a feeling of never being good enough, a feeling that you're not worthy of love, whatever it may be for you. So we're gonna practice a bit of loving kindness for about 10 minutes. And when we direct loving kindness towards ourselves, I invite you to actually bring to mind this part of yourself um, that you may most want to be rid of, the one that comes back time and again, you know. Um, so let's see how that feels. Okay, so let's begin by just bringing our awareness back to the breath and the nose for a minute or so before we transition to the loving kindness practice itself. Really feel the sensations in the nose associated with the out-breath in particular. The beginning of the exhalation all the way to the end. And now please repeat the following line to yourself silently, directing these sentiments to all of you, but maybe in particular, those parts of you that correspond to what I was talking about earlier, the parts of you that you might really want to be rid of or be free of. 
extending kindness to myself exactly as I am. Extending kindness to myself exactly as I am right now. Can you open your heart and direct kindness to every part of yourself as you are? Not as you wish yourself to be, but as you are, including the parts of yourself that you might rather not have, that maybe even would especially like to be free of. Extending kindness to myself exactly as I am right now. Please repeat that line at a gentle leisurely pace, just once in a while as you continue following your breath. See how it feels to extend friendliness and acceptance to yourself in this way. You might also try following the breath in the center of the chest. Many people find it more conducive to loving kindness practice, to follow the breath, the sensations of the breath in this very center of the chest. Extending kindness to myself exactly as I am right now. If you discover that you cannot extend any kindness or warmth to yourself as you are right now, just notice how that feels. You cannot force the heart. Just bring as much curious, compassionate awareness to the very fact that your heart feels closed off to yourself in this moment. Keep breathing into the heart. And keep repeating the phrase as an invitation for the heart to open.
Now I'd like you to bring to mind someone for whom you feel deep love and care. Continue to follow the breath in the center of the chest and bring this person as vividly to mind as possible, picturing them. Bring to mind how much they mean to you. Now let's direct our loving kindness practice to this person, extending kindness to you exactly as you are right now. Let's transition to the more traditional loving-kindness phrases. Again, directing these thoughts to the person you've brought to mind. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you be healthy. And may you be free from suffering. Let's do one more round. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you be healthy. And may you be free from suffering. And let's close this loving kindness practice with one more round towards ourselves. Extending kindness to myself, exactly as I am right now. And just repeat that line for a minute or so as we wrap up this sitting, extending kindness to myself exactly as I am right now. Let's just end by following the breath now in the nose once again for just a minute or so.
Okay, that's wonderful. Please feel free to move around, get comfortable. We've been sitting for a little while. Get yourself a drink of water. So, you know, there are a lot of, I think a lot of times um, what I say on these Tuesday nights is um, somewhat informed by just what I'm working with in my own practice, unless of course, like I get a question or I get a sense of what people are working with in their own practice, you know, but it's a way to try to keep it real. It's not like I have some kind of curriculum, you know, or something like that. Or, um, And so um, I think this, you know, like last week I was talking about certain very intense, you know, emotional experiences I was having um, had to do with this kind of, kind of repeated sort of sense I get once in a while that I just don't fit into where I am, that, um, that I need to make a move, um, um, which is a very deep old pattern. And, um, and I, and it, it it occurred to me, I think that, you know, one of the hardest things I think about practicing long-term is just the way that, you know, you think you've worked through something, right? And you, you experience these, these stretches of spaciousness where you realize that, you know, certain kinds of things that had really driven you in the past, you know, very powerfully, have, you, you, do you feel like, they're not such a big deal. And then they come back, you know? Um, and that same, that, that same kind of fear, that same kind of self-judgment or whatever reemerges. And, and it's hard not to have this feeling, oh man, again, you know, really? Um, uh, and then you realize that that response shows that there was this idea that you could just be done with it forever right um and otherwise that you know that particular kind of frustration wouldn't be so powerful right um so like oh yeah it doesn't I mean it may not be pleasant to feel it but maybe this is just um in the nature of what it is right to, to be alive to be a particular kind of person and to practice with it um so that's why um i wanted to spend a little time tonight really particularly i think sort of facing that part of ourselves that we may actually want to just get rid of and say, no, this is a part of my life. This is a part of who I am. This is a part of my practice. Like, can I see this as my path rather than as merely an obstacle, which I'm trying to, you know, remove right from my life. Um, I, uh, I just want to share like a brief text from Pema Chodron that speaks to the same issue. Um, I love the way she talks about this kind of stuff. And um, uh, and then I'll just, after I read this, I'm just going to open the floor for other people's responses and thoughts. And if you have any questions, all right. So this is um, a little excerpt from Pema Chodron's book, The Wisdom of No Escape. There's a common misunderstanding among all human beings that the best way to live is to try to avoid pain and just try to get comfortable. You can see this even in insects and animals and birds. All of us are the same. A much more interesting, kind, adventurous, and joyful approach to life is to begin to develop our curiosity, not caring whether the object of our inquisitiveness is bitter or sweet to lead a life that goes beyond pettiness and prejudice and always wanting to make sure that everything turns out on our own terms, to lead a more passionate, full and delightful life than that, we must realize that we can endure a lot of pain and pleasure for the sake of finding out who we are and what the world is, how the whole thing just is. 
If we're committed to comfort at any cost, as soon as we come up against the least edge of pain, we're going to run. We'll never know what's beyond that particular barrier or wall or fearful thing. When people start to meditate or to work with any kind of spiritual discipline, they often think that somehow they're going to improve, which is a sort of subtle aggression against who they really are. It's a bit like saying, if I jog, I'll be a much better person. Or if I could meditate and calm down, I'd be a better person. Or the scenario may be that they find fault with others. They might say, if it weren't for my husband, I'd have a perfect marriage. If it weren't for my boss, my job would be just great. And if it weren't for my mind, my meditation would be excellent. But loving kindness towards ourselves doesn't mean getting rid of anything. It means that we can still be crazy after all these years. We can still be timid or jealous or full of feelings of unworthiness. The point is not to try to change ourselves. Meditation practice isn't about trying to throw ourselves away and become something better. It's about befriending who we already are. The ground of practice is you or me or whoever we are right now, just as we are. That's the ground. That's what we study. That's what we come to know with tremendous curiosity and interest. The path of meditation and the path of our lives together has to do with curiosity and inquisitiveness. The ground is ourselves. We're here to study ourselves and to get to know ourselves now, not later. People often say to me, I wanted to come and have an interview with you. I wanted to write you a letter. I want to call you on the phone. I wanted to wait until I was more together. And I think, well, if you're anything like me, you could wait forever. So come as you are. The magic is being willing to be open to that, being willing, willing to be fully awake to that. One of the main discoveries of meditation is seeing how we continually run away from the present moment, how we avoid being just as we are right here. That's not considered to be a problem, however. The point or practice is just to see it. So, um, I think I'll just pause there. Like with so many of the other kind of deepest lessons of meditation practice, this is one I have to keep relearning over and over again, you know. Um, I think last week I talked about how when we can sit with this feeling that's associated with these negative core beliefs, this kind of churning in the stomach or the throat, whatever it may be for each of you, right? Sometimes we can experience that kind of spaciousness. We can even feel it dissolve and we can say like, oh, wow, not a problem. And that's wonderful. And that's a part of practice. But I think it's actually just as much a part of practice I and mean, maybe a more challenging part of practice to experience that churning in the belly, right? And have it stay. And yet realize like that too is okay, right? That is um, just not about somehow uh, making it go away. So, and that it can produce its own beautiful kind of spaciousness too. You realize, like, you know, it's different, but maybe even more precious. Anything is welcome. And also, people don't have to talk. Um, but I'm just saying, like, any a thought, something you want to share, a question. 
whatever you're moved to, to offer. Does anyone want to share how it felt to direct loving kindness to that part of you that maybe you actually came to practice to get over? I think hi everyone, happy Lover's Day. Um, I think it was helpful to have a deep balanced um, and kind of indirect relationship to directing loving kindness towards others. Mm -hmm. um, and it just made it very clear um, that striking difference between what it feels like and how easy it is to accept all of the people that you love in your life. And then like the thorns that pop up when you take yourself as the subject in that. Mm, yes. I also, um, I also kind of observed that um, during the love and kindness towards others, I also felt a lot of pain or other negative emotions that maybe they were feeling. And I mm. feel like um, it kind of also opens you up to just someone else's experience. And um, which I think for me, it's always easier to start with love and kindness towards others. Mm. Um, and I feel like I'm less cold towards myself or I'm able to kind of feel more um, when uh, first you're directing towards others. And I wonder if those two things are connected kind of like um, being able to kind of embrace or like feel um, someone's whole experiences and some negative feelings and pain that they might be going through, or you know that um, are part of their life and then kind of opening that door to then be able to feel that more and direct the love and kindness towards yourself. Um, I was thinking about that mm -hmm. during the practice. Thank you, Carmen. I think there's definitely a, a deep relationship there, just like you're suggesting. Yeah. I mean, and I think we know that those times when we aren't able to tolerate our own pain, we also feel more irritable, right? With, or like less like spacious with other people. And I'm sure that it, it, it works both ways, right? Um, yeah. Um, The silence feels comfortable. 
Well, thank you all for being here tonight. It's good to sit with you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, very grateful for this group. Could we um, sit for just like a half a minute or so so we can end in silence and then I'll say good night. Okay. Mm. Okay, my friends, good night. I wish you all a good week.